Good morning, and welcome to SJL Daily. I'm Lisa Bond, and today we're reading 2 Chronicles 7-9. through 9. So let's start reading in chapter 7, verse 1. As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. It takes a lot to impress us these days, doesn't it? We see it in athletic facilities, at college campuses, huge rental homes that line the beaches on the East Coast. We can even see it at our children's birthday parties. It used to be that you could call together some neighborhood kids who would sit around a table with party hats, eating cake, and maybe playing pin the tail on the donkey. But now, in the age of social media, which just fuels this madness, they become full-out events. At one of these parties, where the family just used their own little bouncy house instead of renting one, a little girl told the birthday boy, that bouncy house is too small. So I wonder what's in store for her as she grows up. There are pretty outrageous stories of out-of-control kids' parties. I read of one family taking their six-year-old for a spa treatment before her huge bash, at which she arrived in a horse-drawn carriage to a place with 42 centerpieces, 2,000 flowers, and 300 costumes. The result? The birthday girl had a meltdown because the bird on her cake was purple instead of blue. Not easily impressed? Looks like it. But what we see in today's reading speaks to what we can call our disordered affections. And it should grab our attention to the extent that we, like the Israelites, would find ourselves face down on the pavement. In just these three short verses, we see the word fire mentioned twice and the glory of the Lord mentioned three times. And their reaction is recorded at the end of verse 3. While they are bowed down to the ground, they gave thanks, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Are we tempted to say with that little five-year-old girl, That's not big enough. What else? As we sit in our coffee shops, bored, scrolling, waiting for God to do something big, and judging him because he doesn't measure up instead of the other way around. Or, which is more likely these days, we're flat out rejecting God because we think we've got something better, and that's ourselves. We are the gods, small g, who send fire down on social media and torch those whose biblical views are seen as not just outdated, but dangerous. Our own glory fills our personal temples where we worship our identities, where we become who we want to be regardless of what God or parents or pastors or other godly influences have to say about it. There's been a big shift in recent years. Used to be that some saw God as someone they'd bring along with them in their bag of tricks that they would use to get through life, which is obviously wrong to begin with. But now we leave him totally out of the available options because his demands offend us. He actually has standards for sexual expression. Can you believe that? He actually makes exclusive claims, something that's unheard of in 2023. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no other way to him than through Christ. But don't tell that to a truth-challenge culture. It was J.I. Packer who said, when half the truth becomes the whole truth, the result is no truth. So let's take a look at Isaiah 48, 9 through 11, to see what God thinks about his glory going to anyone other than himself. It reads, For my name's sake, I defer my anger. For the sake of my praise, I restrain it for you, that I may not cut you off. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, he repeats, I do it. For how should my name be profaned? My glory I will not give to another. And that last phrase is a familiar one that you'll find in other passages in Isaiah. We tell our kids to set goals. We tell our employees to set goals. Athletes, academics, set goals. It's not a bad thing. Unless somehow we've done it with our own ideas, our own objectives, with our own glory in mind. But maybe we should ask ourselves, is it really that we are looking too much or are we satisfied with far too little? It was A.W. Tozer who wrote, the greatest need of the moment is that lighthearted, superficial religionists be struck down with a vision of God high and lifted up, with his train filling the temple. If we have become people who yawn our way through our days, maybe that can be a helpful corrective that we should be worshiping God with faces down, as we just read, excited to tell about his goodness and marveling at his love for us. Let's pray. Father God, may we not be tempted to embrace lesser things. Help us to always be in awe of you and do everything to your glory. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.